This is Comet Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hi, Jason Glick. How are you doing? I'm all right, John. Yourself? Oh, not too bad. What do you have on tap for us tonight? Okay, well, this is a series that I've been looking forward to rereading um, like since the final volume came out. And this would be Revival um, by by writer um, Tim Seeley and artist Mike Norton. It's a series that's run for eight, eight volumes. It's basically a zombie story, only kind of not really. Basically, it's like as the, uh, as the header above the title of each volume goes, it's basically a rural noir where... Where one where one day the uh, dead the dead came back to life and it's not but and it's like you know they just came back and they're just like act they're mostly normal it's like they're it's like they they're able to talk communicate it's like they still act mo- more or less like they uh it's like it's like 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 they used to only now they're like dealing with the existential angst of like you know it's like hey you know we should have died but we didn't now does does God even want us does heaven Heaven at once. What about hell? That 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 kind of create that kind of craziness. And you know when they and if they do try to die again, well, like they'll generally tend to just heal up whatever, like whatever injuries they, it's like they um they suffer. So they're basically just stuck in this liminal existence, like you know between um between being being um not like um like like not not dead but not fully alive either. And like the rural noir um, bit, well, it's just kind of a fancy term, like for that um, that the creators coined for just making this basically being a small town story. It's, it takes place in um, Wausau, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, and focuses mainly on the uh, it's like it's like on the Cypress family and their it's like and their it's like and and, and the people people who inter- who people around them. It's like you got um, Sheriff Wayne Cypress, his daughter. It's like his daughter Dana. And um, Emily, um, like she's she's out of college. She's kind of she's kind of take up the position of being the wild child of, of the, like of the family. It's like and it's like the uh, and the hook is that you know it's like well it's like that while um, is that um, Emily is also a reviver. Like we find this out very early on, and because apparently she was killed right before everyone. It's like everyone came back. So now like her. It's like her older sister Dana is going to try has in addition to like um, having to deal with all the all the logistics and problems that that come with like you know the dead coming back to life. She's got to figure out just who killed her, it's like her sister, it's like and and why. Now, the uh, probably, like one of the strongest through lines for the series is the uh, it's like is a drama of the uh, like from the uh, Cypress family. It's like um. Like Wayne, like he's essentially a good dad, but he also hasn't been entirely honest about, um, you know, why the girls did, um, why, um, what happened to the girl's mother, like when, she, like um, when when she died in a, uh, it's like in an accident, accident year, like years ago. Um, Dana, um, it's like used to be like the uh, like the wild child of the family, but now, nah, but um, she, but she eventually, like you know, so she eventually straightened up and is now like you know. Kind of like the street street arrow um, of the family, but she's also a single mother to her son Cooper. It's like and um, her and Coop's um, baby daddy um, um, Derek, who is you know someone like like Dana loved from her like from her high school years, but he's also just kind of like your underachieving um, like um, weed dealer who, in a memorable instance, like we're told that he introduced um, himself to like like to Dana's dad by saying, "Hey, I'm not just your." 
your daughter's boyfriend. I'm her tattoo artist as well. So yeah, that kind of tells you all you need to know about about Derek. But um, but uh, Emily also has her own romantic entanglements from her like she was also revealed to be dating her mother her it's like her married um creative writing professor um um Professor Weimar. It's like and it turns out that you know Weimar he's had some very interesting um research um expeditions to to India and it's and along the Ganges as like as we find out as the series goes on. And it turns out that he met his experience might have actually be um pretty key to why the why the dead have suddenly come back. But it's like but and like the uh like I said the uh the core revival is basically like the drama that between the uh it's like like um, between the members of the Cy- of the Cypress family. And it's like and for the most part um Seely does a good job of um it's like real of uh, bringing it to life and making it feel feel um feel real and, and genuine. It's like when it's like when the girls start start fighting over over things it doesn't feel like for doesn't feel forced it feels like you know like a natural extension of how how these things go. When um Wayne it's like when Wayne um like starts acting overbearing like you know that's that's perf- perfectly understandable. But it's like the uh, but even if he can get the uh, like the core stuff right, there's some there's a there you still kind of get the feeling over the course of the series that he hasn't quite planned things out as well it's like as well as he uh, as he should have like the writer I mean it's like we like it's eventually established that the revivers can only die when confronted with their corpse with with their with the uh, glowing ghosts basically their souls that have been split from their bodies but early on we find out we find one of them see one of them who dies after they've been confronted with some of the, some stuff that they had a physical attachment to it's like at the be- it's like in the beginning of their life and it's like you're wondering like well what's what's he doing there it's like and and also like like a lot of the uh, it's like I mean the small town drama is like it's all all well and good. I mean, there's there's some like amusing, there's some funny bits where he where um so he tries to subvert the like you know st- like stereotypes of of the small town. Like when it's like when you had these um three guys watch like um watching the uh, it's like the uh, the military general who who takes over the town later in the series. Like he like he talks about one of the guys goes like hey you know it's like it's like. Uh, and um, I mentioned an African American, um, like um, female general. It's like the guy was like, you know, just we need one of them looking taking over the town. And his African American friend took, looks, gives cocks his eye and goes, well, goes, you, what are you talking about? And the guy goes, well, no, like just you know, women, like you know, they're not good with these uh, good these hard choices and all. It's like, and the guy, and the, the guy next to him, like, so he says, hey, you know, like my mom raised me and my brothers, like, like through our lives and it's like she had to make choices that no man would have to it's like and, the, and it's just there's there there are fun bits where he, it's like where Seely does um does manage to subvert stereotypes of of the small town and you know it's like i kind of wish there were more fun bits in fact there's a uh, we, a um fun weird streak that runs there that runs throughout the series it manifests itself in strange places such as such as the um introduction of um blaine abel um, demonologist, mechanic, um, hitchhiker, or sorry, hiker, who um, I read early on. It's like I thought he was like the most interesting character in the series because he's, guys, he's kind of a psycho, but he's also, um, you know, it's like like completely committed to his i to, to his um, interpretation of it's like of demons as they relate as they relate to um, Christianity. And 
that makes him and even though he tries to kill um em, it's like emily and her um reporter like reporter friend bay tau um er, like early on it's like i couldn't hate him just because he was just because just because of the one scene early on where he does do it pull off an exorcism um and gets to really gets to the bottom of the things in a really um, clever and it's like inventive way. So, and um, he goes on an interesting journey as you know goes 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 from like you know kind of villain to um, like kind of help like kind of um, quasi good helper, then to outright outright bad guy. You know, like before before he is written out of the series eventually. It's like and then you've also. Then you also got the bits where one of the revivers escapes to New York in one of the series' more interesting storylines. It's like, and I'm um, hooked up with a uh, group, with a group of one percenters who f- want to try and, uh, it's like, it's like, and live forever by, it's like, by eating the flesh of a, of a reviver. And it's pretty, and it's pretty fun. Like, I mean, it's like, it's kind of like, it's basically kind of like an, like the series that it's most X. Ex- X Files esque, as Dana gets to um, be the um, like per- like personal consultant for the- for the FBI on this, it's like on this case, like in New- it's like in New York, it's like and also my one of my favorite bits when we get to introduce the um, what are best described as the mercenary the mercenary Amish um, ninja, it's like um, in the um, next next to the last volume that was it's like that was fun, but a lot of um, revival is just kind of like ordinary drama that's you know if well done doesn't have this doesn't doesn't have like the quite the um zaniness or excitement that it has when um Seeley indulges his um it's like his irreverent streak um Mike Norton the artist um guy is great when it comes to recognizing human drama it's like but um his but but he's also not really um the best when it comes to you know detailing the supernatural or it's like or trying to create, you know, like really impressive atmosphere or anything. I mean, like it's a very rivals very like um bright um straightforward looking series, and it's like it's and on one hand like you know that's I like I like that in the sense that you know you're going against type for like uh, you know like a like a zombie story, and um it's like and it's like some of the gore he he, he pulls off is actually pretty impressive for for being so antiseptic looking for lack of a better term. It's like it's. I mean, I was like, he, I I like the uh, like the like the motion and drama he brings to the characters more than anything else. It's like he's. It's like, I wasn't cool on his art at the very beginning, but he's actually gone really grown on me at, over the course course of the series. So, so overall, it's like, um, revival. It's like volumes one through seven. It's like, like we're an entertaining series, but I, I can't say I was was ever really completely passionate about rereading it. Um, things don't hold together or are set up as, as well as I hope they would, they would be. Cause when we get to volume eight, the finale, I mean, just about everything is like, is laid out. And we finally find out the revelation of who, um, killed, killed Emily. You know, it's like a really good whodunit. Um, would have um, if you're going to hold off on like revealing the the, the uh, murderer until his final volume, you'd damn well better make sure that no that the like this is something that, that has been seeded throughout the course of the run. For lack of a better term, it was not. Um, it's like it it you get the feeling that like there is a 
specific bit at, in um, Volume Seven that that um, basically um, that is basically meant to flag up the involvement of the killer, and um, it's and it's um, remarked upon in Volume Eight, and it's, but it's also done in a way that's kind of like, eh, okay, so it's like like that Seeley was basically hadn't. Maybe he had an idea of who who the killer was, but it really reads like he was just like hedging his bets and just letting you, um, uh, just like waiting until like the very end in order to um, in order for the payoff in this, this specific plot. Why did he wait to the end? Well, because you know it's like that's when you reveal all the uh, big like um, big twists on, and you know it's like for the like for all the buildup, and then Volume Seven did offer some good buildup. I do think that um, things things wrapped up pretty. It's like um pretty well in it's like in the final volume um eight um it's just stay just a little bit longer it's like as we it's like as the uh, town is reduced to a uh, like like a ghost say a kind of a ghost town where only the uh, like like where ordinary people are being possessed by the uh, by the rejected souls of the it's like the revivals it's like and um it's like um Dana and the cypresses have to go and it's like um like work with all their work with all their friends in order to get it's like in order to um stop the uh um stop the cause of the uh it's like of it's like that brought everything back everyone back to life while the military you know <laughs> the military just does their does their thing in these th- does exactly what you expect them to do it's like hey they see something that they can hopefully um use like to their to their own to their own unscrupulous ends and they're and they're gonna do it by Icon, by God, by hell or high water, and you know it's like, eh, you know the mil the military presence in the series is just really by the book for, mo- for the most part. The most interesting bit is the uh, is the fact that um, General Kale, it's like you know, it's not only a woman but also a lesbian who's also um, adopted a uh, like a like a son as well, and so that's kind of it's kind of, it's interesting to see them, you know, to have you know to have that have that drama dealt with and, and, and city does like, does address it in, in a couple of scenes, but at, for the most part, it's like the, the military guys are just, you know, like, are just like, you know, Hey, we're like, we're here to like, you know, to, um, do, do all this, some um, bad to like, um, do all this bad stuff, regardless of what it means for the, uh, like for the people, for the people at hand. So it's, they're just like, for the most part, stock, stock bag. And they're the uh, stock bad guys that you'd expect from this, this particular scenario. And it does all come down to a big shootout at the, uh, at the, at the local, at the uh, local mill where things, it's like where, where things originally went down. It's like, and you know, it's like, I, I'll admit, I like the, uh, I like how things wrapped up at the end, particularly with the, uh, like with like when you re- realize like, you know, who has to be sacrificed. It's like who, who sacrifices themselves for the greater good. And then at the end, when you get to the epilogue, and you find out just how, um, like just what happened to everyone. It's like, and how are they how they're shaking out, you know, in this, you know, post post revival life. What I didn't like was the uh, final page, um, like stinger, which basically says, "Hey, guess what? You know, this all could happen again, like you know, sometime down the road." Uh, I didn't didn't need that, but it's not really a deal breaker for the most part. It's like. I mean, overall, I enjoyed um, Revival, and um, rereading it has been a uh, it's like has been a was was an interesting experience. It didn't I, 
it was more interesting for the fact that I was able to like you know remember oh well this is that guy when we get to the help me keep keep the, help me keep keep the cast straighter and um who's who yeah you know, when it comes to certain plot points then it does with a uh, like compared to something like chew where you realize that um its writer john layman really had planned everything out from the beginning um revival not so much i mean that's not a deal breaker but you know i can't say that this is this is probably one of the um like essential um new image series you know like the series that you know that basically like you can point to and go basically say hey you know that's you know the like the best image has to offer revival while entertaining, is basically the kind of series that you that you go to after you've tackled the best image has to offer, for better or for worse. John, um, any thoughts on your end about all this? No, uh, not really at this point. Um, is this a series that you would recommend? Therefore, like I said, it's like after you after you've read through the Walking Dead saga. Invincible, um, it's like the Manhattan Projects, East of West, um, it's like um, Dead, Deadly Class. It's like that's kind of. Um, I know I'm forgetting stuff right now off the top of my head, but um, that's kind of like the uh, the best the best that image has to offer. It's like, but so after you've caught up on all all that stuff, then that's when that's that's the point when I'd say you should go and start checking out Revival, which you know it's like at this point. Exit. It is a complete series, so there you go. Oh, and also, yeah, I I guess I could would go ahead and put Chew in there. It's like in there as well. So, which is worth noting because Revival actually did a crossover um, issue with Chew, not where they um, not where they actually went and um, uh, you know did like did like a uh, like no oh, this the story is continued in Chew in Chew thirty nine types type story no they did this like a spin-off issue where the uh where mike norton and and tim seeley did what did a story where tony chu visits um the um is visits on um, wasau it's like you know done in their style and john lehman and rob guillory basically did the same same kind of story it's like um in their style as well um choose is collected in its it's like in its series i believe it's volume nine um revival and like the Chew Revival, I believe is collected in Volume Four, um, and it's of the two. I don't. Know, I think that um, the uh, the Revival portion was was stronger, even though that uh, the idea of like someone like Tony Chu existing in Revival's world does kind of um, rub up against the issue, like like suspension of disbelief more so than it does the other. It's like the other hand, the other way around. It's like it's. Um, the, the story they tell about um, it's like a, about a reviver who um, is determined to relive her like her high school years. Well, it's um, it's like it's like it's pretty creep, creepy, enjoyable, enjoyably gruesome for the most part. So there you go. You got me got me off on another tangent right there. Not a problem. So um, do you know what you're going to talk about next time? Well, next time we will be recording from Faname. Oh, it's like one. One one of these things I look forward to more than anything else, it's like in a in a given year, and yes, it will. I'll, I can say at this point it will be manga related, and it will also be specifically Dark Horse related, not a specific um, Dark Horse title, but a general one. Oh. So, 
so I'll just leave you in suspense until um until next time then. In suspense, and uh, we will catch you next time on Comic Picks from the Glick from Fanime. Yep. All right, we'll catch you later. Bye. <laughs>